the thing about this is the gospel in itself is very offensive because it reveals the truth about your heart, the state about your heart, how prideful you are, how sinful you are, and how much, how in need of a savior you are. And all of those things were happening to me, but I just didn't like it. And so I remember saying that, you know what, you know, if we, like, yeah, I guess I'm going to hell. Like, I said all those things to her. And she was just like, whoa. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. <laughs> welcome, welcome back. I mean, if you came back. Wow. Yep. That's that's all we have. Yeah, great. We're so glad you're here. Um, we We're really happy. Yeah, just so happy. That means there's probably something the Lord wants you to hear, for you hear it and it. Um, so, yes, uh, today, I think we're going to do something different. From like how episodes would normally be structured. Today, Runka is going to be sharing with us about how she came to the Lord. Yay! Yay! Fantastic. <laughs> yes, I personally love Runka's story. I, I think I reference it like almost every time. People are probably tired and like, we guess if your sister is born again. <laughs> yes, but no. <laughs> <laughs> like literally it's just so powerful god god is so good god is so good um so yeah ronke is just going to be talking us through um yeah coming to know jesus and how it's been actually so far uh so i think we're just going to jump right in yeah yes we're ready to go okay so i'm going to give some pre-context just so you can know like before then the story starts so ronke and i are sisters as i hope everybody knows now um yeah with sisters um i had um had the gospel in 2018 and lord had led me to like you know repent and i'd received the holy spirit and been baptized um and so i'd kind of come to ronke with the good news i had to kind of share with her and i was young so things were not really shared properly but i tried to share what i knew um so you're entering the context like in of the story in this way like okay i've just come to lord and i'm trying to share about to run care about like what good news is and what's like what her response should be as well so sure. okay take it away yes. where well, you can start like how was life like how would you describe yourself like before you met christ yeah yes okay before i answer that question i want to know okay she gives herself a really hard time about how she shared with me but it really wasn't that bad <laughs> It really, it was, it was actually really good. Um, but I will say she was definitely zealous, like a lot of new believers. You know, something I like to do, or like it's something that helps me um think about new believers is do you remember um vampire? No, was it no, is it new? Ah, yes, you know Twilight. Twilight, yes. yes, yes, yes. I don't know if it was the second or third one, New Moon or Eclipse. I don't know which one. But the oh, the one where they were making an army of new vampires yeah. and they were so strong and they yeah. that means they could kill like even older ones, but they did not know what they were doing. Yeah, and yeah. when once their fire burnt, it was like okay. But they were very powerful. But like once their fire burnt out, it was like they just died. So yeah. Wow. That's yeah. I think it's so crazy, but that has helped me understand new believers. Um but yes, okay, let's go into the testimony. Um, yes, wow. So the question is, how would I have described myself before Christ? 
Yeah. Wow. Um, so just some backstory. Alpha and I were raised in a Christian home, and um, you know, we used to go to church. Um, we are Nigerians, and so we we were a part of Redeemed Christian Church, and you know, every month we were going to RCCD camp. And we were doing the whole nine years. At the beginning of the year, we would do the 90 day fast. Um, and so we used to take part in all of that. So that was like life growing up. Um, now, as like when I was in boarding school in high school, I started to notice that like I like religion really just felt like a set of rules to me. And I started to really question things. But you know, I feel like questioning Christianity back in Nigeria sometimes it's kind of like discouraged because it's like you know this is the Bible this is God we follow him and that's that's like it's like there's almost no room for real exploration of your faith and so it wasn't until I came to college here in America where I started to really really think about my faith and what I believe and in college I got really into like philosophy because I do like deep thinking. I'm one of those, oh, existential. Oh, this is so deep. <laughs> oh, this is so deep. <laughs> that was me. And so when I went to college, I I think I minored in philosophy for a while. And because of that, a lot of my questions, like my existential questions, started to get answered. Oh, I believe they did. So questions like, who am I? Where do I come from? What's the purpose of life? What's the meaning of life? What's the meaning of suffering? And in these classes, I was really able to explore um, these questions. And I don't know, it was just an avenue where like, okay, I could actually think deeply about certain things. Um, So that was what was happening with me in my mind and just like religion and God and all those things. But in my heart, you know, because I still believe that I was a Christian, um i would like if somebody came to me and said are you a christian i would have said yes i'm a christian um but really in reality my life looked nothing like what a biblical christian is supposed to look like i mean how would they have looked like if i wasn't reading my bible you know maybe i would read an occasional devotional here and there but otherwise i really wasn't in the word uh when i go to college i stopped going to church because i was like i mean there's no points now and even the churches i tried to go to it was very motivational speech like and i there's nothing i hate more than motivational speakers i can't i can't i can't i can't stand this and it it was like a lot of like Mm self-help and i just realized that um and i don't this thing is not really for me um but in the back of my mind i couldn't dismiss the fact that you know god is a god of love and hell is real i couldn't take like these two things while everything else in my faith was like you know crumbling these two things just remained at the back of my mind um and so yeah i remember i graduated college and at this point i was also still calling myself a christian but i noticed that like i started to get very very like um sad and I think it's because like I had not been introduced to all of these questions but I didn't have any answers but those questions were going to dictate how I lived my life right and the answers I was getting from philosophy they kind of um they presented itself as like being very intelligent but in reality they were very inadequate because they would leave me with more questions so it's like answers that were really questions but presented as answers I don't know if that makes any sense um did that make sense? Okay. It did. It really, it's just like, you just got deeper into the hole, but you thought you were going somewhere, but you were further in. So you're still digging. No yeah. 
Yeah, and what's crazy is that it presents itself as knowledge. That's actually in First Corinthians chapter one and two. Yeah. It presents itself as like actual knowledge and um is really really not is really not is a lot of nothing to be very honest yeah. with you um but yeah i got into philosophers like alan watts albert camus um i was really studying um plato showing college circuits i actually just found one of, one of my college papers here at home and i was like this is just a load of rubbish i remember <laughs> where <laughs> One of the classes was talking about Plato and beauty and the one. And it's so crazy because obviously now I know Christianity. And I'm thinking about like how all of these philosophers they just steal from the Bible and pervert it. It's so demonic. <laughs> it's so demonic. In my heart, I feel like I was getting very, very depressed. And so by this time now, it's 2018 and Opa and I have graduated. Um, I think Opa graduated uh we should both, what, what what did you graduate i think you were in med school yes you were really? in med school yeah, med yeah. School. we were all at the same time remember that yeah yeah that was, that was yeah that was an interesting year mm-hmm. but i had graduated college and you had graduated med school and mm-hmm. um i think obviously during graduation there's this law because i don't know about you guys but i didn't have a job right after i graduated so it was just a year of figuring like okay what am i doing with my life and so it was a lot of like applications, a lot of Opa and I just kind of chilling at home, doing applications, Opa studying. Um, and so my life became like a lot slower pace. Whereas like, you know, with school, you have a lot of distractions. Even if you're working, you have distractions. But I was really just like forced with my thoughts. Um, and I remember both of us had to go to Nigeria for some time. So we we're at home and I really feel like this is when you had received, you know, um the holy spirit up by is this was in 2018 i think 2018 or 2019 yeah it may have been the beginning of 2019 you know like that christmas new year break it may have been around that yes that was yeah Yeah. because i remember i was in the kitchen and i had just been baptized and she came home and she said i did and she was like just oh okay you won't believe what just happened to me and she you could tell like something has happened to this girl she just did not look the same (laughs) she just looks so happy and just like free she just looks so free and it was almost like a truck hit her and like nobody else is like why aren't you reacting to the amount of joy i have but yeah she was definitely different i remember sitting at the dining table and i was like this girl is so weird what's happening um but yeah so at this time i think I really, really liked uh, Mac Miller. Mac Miller, he was an American rapper. And I think at this time, he had just passed away. And so I went to his Instagram story. And he had a, like, because he had just released an album. And he had, like, the vinyl record playing on there. Mm-hmm. And the song that he had playing was Come Back to Earth. Um, I think that was off of his album, Swimming. And I don't know, it just hit me that, like, wow, this guy is he's he's he has he's dead you know and he's not on earth anymore and i was just thinking about like his mortality and i was like i don't know if macbilla is in heaven and it just really got me thinking about like death and like the afterlife and it got me thinking about my own mortality and before i came to the lord i feel like i had a very huge um fear of death because i was like man if i die now it's not that I, it, it was the uncertainty of if I was going to be in heaven or hell. But I think the fear, knowing what I know now, was because I knew that I was going to hell. 
but I couldn't bring myself to say it. I couldn't bring myself to come in agreement with that because obviously God is love, but hell is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I remember thinking about that. So these I'm going into detail because like these were seeds that the Lord was planting in me. Like these are like moments where I was like, I remember thinking distinctively about just my mortality and my lack of salvation. Um and so yes, yeah, so 2019 comes, I get a job and I'm here in America. And 2019 was such a pivotal year for me because um, at the beginning of the year, Okwe was actually here with me. I think we came back together for a period in time. And obviously she has received the Holy Spirit. And I remember one day, you know, I came home from work and she came to me and she she asked me, she was like, oh, okay, so, you know, how do you feel about, you know, your relationship with Jesus? And I was like, what do you mean? We're both Christians. It's fine. He's there. I'm here. Everybody's jolly well good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I remember she was washing dishes and she was like, so when you met him, do you would you like describe it as like experiencing freedom? And I was like, I mean, no, not really. I don't think I've ever had any experience like that. And then she shared the gospel with me about like, you know, when people come to Christ, that they really like is it moment and, you know, they feel a lot of freedom and they're just really peaceful. And, you know, there's just like, they know when it has happened. I was like, wow, I definitely haven't had that. And she was like, it's very easy. You know, we, we I can just take you through it, you know, preach you repentance. I can even baptize you upstairs and then we can pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit. And so when she said this, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Because she also explained the importance of it for like eternal life and just like, salvation like going to heaven and i was like oh wow i definitely want to do this because i definitely want a spot in heaven and so she had preached the gospel to me repentance you know i believe i repented and then she had explained to me about like baptism and just what would happen even just with like deliverance and um even just about receiving the gift of speaking in tongues when the holy spirit comes over you and at this point, I was on board, but until when she says speaking in tongues, I was like, wait a minute, just everybody relax. Everybody, everybody relax. <laughs> and I really felt like, because obviously we're Nigerian, and so there's a lot of like theatrics in Nigeria with just this gift and the ministering of the Holy Spirit. And so I had a lot of doubts, especially because I was a very, very logical person. Um, and so, yeah, we, she, I repented. Um, I got baptized and when I came out of the water, even when I was going into the water, I wasn't really changed, you know. I think in my mind, I had had the mindset of, I am doing this to get into heaven. And she had prayed for me. And then after, you know, that entire process, I was like, okay, now I'm saved. I'm a Christian. Let's go and do this walk. And so throughout 2019, in my mind, I was like, okay, my sport is in heaven. But like nothing in my life really changed. Like I didn't feel peace. I didn't feel freedom. I didn't feel anything. Actually, I became even more sinful in the sense of that I, um, a lot of my faith, like the foundations of my faith were really, really crumbling. I remember talking to one of my friends and saying that if my faith was a sweater made out of yarn, it was like somebody had taken a loose string of yarn and just yanked it and the whole sweater was just unraveling. So in essence, my faith was completely unraveling. And I don't know, I feel like at this point, I thought I was deconstructing my faith. But really, it was just like me entertaining questions like, is the Bible real? I mean, it's written by men. If God is a God of love, why is there so much suffering? Um, why can't truth be subjective? All those things are just swirling in my mind. And I really started to think about them 
really like a lot but like a lot of the answers I got were from culture or they were from my own heart none of this was based on the bible I wasn't even reading the bible and also I also started to get really really depressed um I started to get very very sinful very lustful in my mind very prideful um and the thing is me in the world I was seen as a good person I was somebody who was like go with the flow um I mean I wasn't promiscuous outwardly but in my heart I was very very um promiscuous like my mind was just so so lustful um I was very insecure I had a lot of I didn't really have self-worth um in a sense and oh my I used to cuss oh, my my mouth was so dizzy and I was that person that like if a Christian came up to me like why am I cussing I would really mock I would literally mock them like what do you mean like why do you take this Christianity thing so seriously um I had no idea what holiness meant I wasn't even interested in it um and so at this point when I started to get really really um just dark in my understanding um and also very tolerant of sin you know in romans 1 i think it is romans 1 when he lists all these sins or even in first corinthians 6 i don't know please don't quote me um <laughs> when he's listening all these sins at the end the last one we know it says fornicators adulterers homosexuals um revilers all those things at the end he says and all those who condone these things or all those who agree with these things like that was me I was somebody, if anybody wanted to do anything, you know, I was the one that was like, hey, if it's not hurting anybody, why can't they do it? We hear that a lot in the world. I was chief master number one, go with <laughs> good vibes. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Um, me. And to the world, I was seen as a very good person, you know, very unproblematic. Um, at this point, Okwa was, because, you know, she had received the Holy Spirit. And this year, she's like, Okwa is like, I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. This, this, She was like, and I'm going to do everything in the Bible. Because like we said in the previous podcast, she realized that everything in the Bible was true. So she started evangelizing. She started praying for people to get, um, to receive healing. She started praying for people to receive the Holy Spirit. And we were living on the same roof. And it was like, ha, we were, in my mind, this is the conversation that was happening. We are both Christians, right? <laughs> and I am, um, and Okwa is she's living her life as a disciple, but I am living my life as somebody who's in the world, but like we were both Christians. And the Lord really just kept putting to my mind that like, how can the two of you be bear the same name when you guys look completely different? And that was what was stuck in my head. But every time that thought came, I would just be like, man, self-righteousness self-righteousness like holier than thou that's what used to that's what the enemy used to paint it as in my mind um but yeah that's who i was before christ um but one thing i also felt is that i was very 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 alone i felt this profound sense of just like i'm alone like i could have been in the midst of a thousand people even up and night because we're best friends you know living in this house but there were times where i just felt like i'm alone and it was like crippling like in my heart like some nights i would just be crying just really really crying now it's um and I don't, it was just like, I felt just just empty, but also my self-worth was so, so low. And it would be so many people would tell me that they love me, but like, I, I even used to tell people I love them, to be very honest with you. I was very like, I didn't like people. Um, yeah, I was just, I was, I was very sad. I was very, very sad before the Lord. Um, but yeah, I think that's who I was before Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I just want to hug you. Okay. <laughs>
fantastic all right so then what changed like what changed how did you meet christ like okay with that? yes that's a great question yes how did how did how did i meet my jesus jesus okay, okay. so um yeah so this is now we're now in 2020 and you know you know, 2020 is the year that many things happen in the world. I mean, COVID happened. There was a lot of like uh, stuff with like Black Lives Matter and all those things. And I was right in the middle of it, just being here in America. Um, and I remember just, like I said, I feel like this was the point where maybe I was at like my peak of my depression and just peak of just emptiness and sinfulness. And I really didn't start to believe the things in the Bible. So like I said, Okwe was living life as a disciple um, and it really, really used to convict me and it would manifest in like anger and irritation. So it was like Okwe and I, we would go to Target. Um, she would see see people that the Holy Spirit was asking her to minister to. And it's like, we're trying to shop just buy groceries. And Okwe is like, can I pray for your leg? And I'm like, why would you leave these strangers alone? It's so embarrassing. <laughs> why do you keep stopping? <laughs> stop people to talk to them and i am um, i used to be an introvert and so it just it was just like why do you keep doing these things um but not only that like she would come home and she would just play Derek prince and i'm like what like <laughs> oh it was like as jesus was infiltrating i just feel like jesus was infiltrating her house Sorry, our house and her life and i was somebody who wasn't in agreement with this but like everything in me hated the lord like and when i think about it now it was like how can i like i was just so angry that she was being a christian but i was supposed to be a christian as well um and so i remember thinking i think this was the night before i met um the night before i became born again we were in the kitchen and we were having a discussion. I think somebody was, we're talking about somebody who was living with um, that girlfriend or boyfriend before they came to the Lord. But like they were, they, they, they called themselves Christian. I was like, oh, wait, why is everything so serious? Why do you have to take the Bible so literally? And she was like, what do you mean? And then she just straight up asked me, did you not, like, do you not believe what is in the Bible? And I was like, man, I don't know, man. I, I don't think I do. Like, I get it. You're a Christian, but like everybody's a Christian. And she was like, I think she was like, do you really believe you're a Christian? Um, And then it turned into like this whole argument because I just felt like she was judging my life. I was like, man, like, why won't this girl please stop judging me? Um. But she wasn't, she didn't even say anything. She was just asking me questions. And I feel like it was because of the answers to those questions were revealing the state of my heart that I was just offended. The thing about this is the gospel in itself is very offensive because mm-hmm. it reveals the truth about your heart, the state about your heart, how prideful you are, how sinful you are, and how how in need of a savior you are. And all of those things were happening to me, but I just didn't like it. And so I remember saying that, you know what, in, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so that night we had a very big argument, we didn't talk. And I remember the next day she had texted me and she was like, hey, you know what, it's fine if you don't want to talk to me, but I really feel like you should talk to my friend Melissa because I feel like she'll be able to bring a lot of answers and clarity to just things that I've said before. Um, and so I was like, yeah, sure. 
yeah sure i'll talk to melissa and even if even that just that me agreeing to talk to melissa if you know me that's very very strange um i did not used to like strangers sorry <laughs> <laughs> now melissa is somebody that is a disciple um that Opoi had met on the TLR map. The TLR is the last reformation. Um, we'll put the uh, we'll put a YouTube video by them in the show notes, so you guys can go back and watch that video. But yeah, it's a Christian organization where people who are um wanting to connect with other disciples to live this disciple life, they can connect with them. And I was very eager to you know meet other disciples to do this Christian work with her. So Melissa is somebody who she had been going out, just evangelizing with. And yeah, so I had agreed to meet Melissa. And Melissa came to the house and we were sitting at the table. And I remember thinking that Melissa was just going to settle like open and nice disagreements as sisters. But when she came, she actually just preached the gospel to me. You know, if we, like, yeah, I guess I'm going to tell. Like I said all those things to her. It was just like, whoa. If anybody knows Melissa knows that she really is the sweetest person ever, but she is an evangelist and that means that she is going to preach the gospel. Um, Hi, Melissa. Hi, Michelle. She listened to me talk, but then she really went into the gospel. But she thought before she went into the gospel, she explained the bad news before she explained the good news. So the bad news was that I wasn't a good person. And this was a something that really, really had to be drilled into me. Like, I really had to see how I wasn't a good person because, you know, in my head, the world said I was good. I mean, I'm a nice person. I'm doing well in life. Like, it was like, how can you tell me I'm not a good person? Because the thing is, I was good according to the world standard and I was good according to my standard. And so she just really showed me my sin before me in that like I'm calling myself a Christian, but if I go down the Ten Commandments, I'm guilty of basically all of them, you know. And even if I was just guilty of one, that would still um disqualify me from being a good person. And so when she said that, I was like, What do you mean I'm not a good person? Um and yeah, so at this point I was still very, very offended. Um and she had just t told me about, like, you know, my sin and how it has really, like, hurt the person of God. So now before this, I used to think of God as just, you know, a very abstract figure. I don't know why, but it was very hard for me to picture him as a person. And so she had just really told me that Jesus Christ is a person. And your sin doesn't just bring separation between you and him, but your sin actually hurts him. It really, really hurts him. And um, this was important to me because I knew, like, I had always had, I, like I said, I had dreamed that God was love. But I had always been like, but I don't feel your love. And I couldn't, like, reconcile those two things. And then she, Melissa had asked me, what have you ever done to love God? And there was something about my lack of reciprocity that really just started to make me think, like, wow, God is a person. And I don't really feel like I've loved him. And it's like, when I pray, when I used to do my generic prayer before I became born again, I would thank him for life, for air, providing for me, all of those things. But they were just very, like, empty. It wasn't, like, I wasn't grateful. There was no gratitude in my response. And so um, that recognized it, that me realizing that, like, you know, Jesus Christ was a person and that my sin has hurt him. And that even in all of that, like, he died for me. <laughs> 
um this one really really shook me because like i was just mm-hmm. like man if i've hurt somebody and they die for me like that's a very 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 big deal you know mm-hmm. and it was the first time where like i started to consider like jesus christ died for me for my own sins like my sins put him put him on that cross um so yeah before she left she had also asked i had also asked her like hey melissa i tried to say i'm not saved and she looked me dead in the eye and she was like you are you are not saved you're not and the thing is Oprah had told me this before but it was something about number one melissa saying it to my face but Oprah being silent and letting her say those things to me because Oppa and I were best friends and i really even before i came to load Oppa, i knew that she really 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 loved me <laughs> and he was like if she's not stopping this person from saying this hard thing then there must be truth in some of what she's saying um and that was very that was a very big thing for me and so she said I wasn't saved and she was like I can tell you I'm not saved because there are no fruits of of anything in your life that you are a follower of Jesus Christ she was like you look exactly like the world like for all we know you could even be a Muslim like you could be a Buddhist like your life does not reflect anything of Jesus Christ you don't have any fruits of the spirits um you're not following him you're just professing him with your mouth but like your actions are truly truly not following him but then it was also like you were like even just feelings of like deep 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 depression or feelings like you're alone um for prolonged periods of time like it was kind of telling that something was off and so she she had just really um let me know all those things and another thing she told me was that you know a lot of times people they blame god for x y and z but nobody ever really blames the enemy like the enemy is actually real and he doesn't he does not want you to come to awareness of um your lack of salvation you know mm. the enemy loves lukewarm christians because there is a great deception over them that they are actually following jesus when they're really not and it's like also there's also a great deception in that you minimize the enemy almost like he makes it so that you don't even think about him any like you don't even believe he exists because like anytime people will say things you'll be like oh why are you being so spiritual or why are you being over spiritual and things like that like if if he can make you forget that he exists he has one you know mm-hmm. and so she really just explained how like this this um deception that the enemy has with people who believe they are christians people who have been born in christian homes like that is his target demographic and is so 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 demonic because it's worse than you know an atheist who believes that god isn't real it's like if he can believe you that you are something he can if he can make you believe that you are something that you are not then he has won because there's just no fight and so um it really got me thinking they're like wow i guess the enemy is real just all these things my world was like i was i was thinking <laughs> i was really really thinking and i started to entertain the possibility that like wow um i may actually not be saved and i may actually be going to hell and so i remember that night i was like thank you you know melissa went home i went to sleep The next day I woke up and I just felt like different. I just felt like just unsettled. Um so at this point, you know, when I woke up the next morning, I was like, wow, I feel like I was like 65% that wow, I may actually not be saved. Um I remember to I remember driving to work just being very very like sober minded and just thinking about, you know, the conversations and everything that Opoy had said, everything that Melissa had said. 
And I remember I got to work, I was at my lunch table and I had texted Melissa and I had said, um, hey, Melissa, you know, thank you for coming to talk to me yesterday. And um, I really want to get this right. Like if I haven't, if I have gotten this wrong before, I really want to get it right now. And I really want to seek Jesus. And I, like, I just want to get it right, you know? Mm-hmm. And I felt like at that point, I had reached the point of where like, I, I like I had given into the fact that like yeah I may actually have been deceived and I am not saved it was like a realization in my mind but also in my heart and the second I sent that text man everything changed <laughs> and that is the, that is the defining moment where a flip just switched in my brain and this is important because in John 3 it says that you know we must all be born again, that without being born again, we will not see the kingdom of God. But it also says that nobody knows how the Holy Spirit moves, but you know when he has moved in you. But you don't know how it happened. <laughs> you just know when he has come. And yeah. that is basically what happened to me. Like I was at work and I just felt like different. I felt my heart like soften. I'm going to say a couple of indicators that I knew that I was different. I was very addicted to like Twitter. And I deleted it instantly. Um, I was at work. I, you know, I used to cut the loss, but then I think I said the F word and I was like, oh my goodness, what is that? And I heard somebody say like, OMG. And I just like cringed. Like, it was like, why would you say that? It just felt different with my ears. Um, and I remember I sat down and I was just thinking about the question I had with Melissa. And um, I was listening to a podcast by The Bible Project. And in that episode, he was talking about the revelation of Jesus Christ, about the word or the word apocalypse. And he was talking about how at the end of time, when God comes or Jesus Christ comes back, that the state of sin and state of the world is going to be revealed because people are pr- finally going to see him. And I was like, wow, I really feel like this is what is happening to me. I feel like Jesus Christ is being revealed to me. But as he's being revealed, you see his holiness, his majesty, but then you also see your sin, right? Because his holiness is it like it almost is like a mirror of the true states of your heart. And so at this point, the Holy Spirit showed me a vision. And it was two white sheets that had fallen from the sky. And one of them was very, very, very bright white. But the other one was like, you know when something is supposed to be white, but it's really gray. Maybe because you washed it with some black clothes. That was the other sheet. And the Lord was like, one is the Lord's righteousness and the other one is my righteousness. And I just started crying. I just I just started weeping at work. Um, but one thing that was happening to me was that I was feeling the love of God. And I would, the, the reality that he died for me was becoming just so real in my mind. But also I saw all my sin before me. I was like, oh my goodness, I am a sinner and I have killed Jesus Christ. Like I saw him on that cross and that's when it became personal. And I realized that I had so much to be forgiven of. And I think because I saw the, like the degree of how much I had to be forgiven of, I was able to understand the weight of the cross and the weight of the fact that he died for me. And I, I cried, I cried bitterly. I was like, I'm so sorry for everything I've ever done. I'm so sorry. I thought about up where and how like, how ill-spirited I was to her because I mean I had blocked up on Instagram. I had said very mean things about listen. <laughs> I had persecuted her in my heart, but also in my head. 
I think the only try to give me eternal life. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was, I was, I was broken, man. I really was broken. I was broken over my sin. But also, you know, like how you feel like when somebody you love really, really hurts you. Like I just mm-hmm. felt like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Like I've hurt you, Jesus. I've hurt you. I really, really hurt you. And I felt like his heart and his emotions for me. Um, but then I was like, I don't know why you would love me. And so then I started feeling unworthy, just unworthy of all this love. Um, I remember I got off work and I drove home. And the second I got home, I was just like, oh, wait, I mean, I'm unworthy. I'm so sorry. I'm unworthy. Um, I said that like 15 times. Oh, wait, can do you want to pitch in here? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was just that. Like Roke was she was just crying. And I feel like yeah, when a person meets Jesus, I don't think there's any other response. I've met many people respond in different ways, but it's just the reality that like you know exactly where you're supposed to be and what you deserve, but you're not being given the sentence or the judgment. Instead, he's offering you life. So Ronke was just like crying. And me, I was just like what is happening? You know, you're seeing a miracle happen. I was sure that, like, that was in my relationship. That's okay. After I called Melissa to tell Ruka that she's, she's, she's not saved. Um, that that's it. But then she comes home just like weeping. Um, and I remember just thinking, Lord, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to say? Okay, we need to get you into the water to be baptized, bury the old man. <laughs> so, I think she just went upstairs and she was crying. I was like, can we just stay here? Melissa has come. Melissa already said she needs to come over after work so that she can get baptized and we can pray for her to receive the Holy Spirit and like, deliverance from other things. And we just put on the chosen and we just watched the first episode. But <laughs> I remember just thinking like, I felt like God was giving me the greatest presence after my salvation. You know, my best friend now loves jesus as well i mean i don't know what else. like you already have jesus he's fantastic and your best friend i'm like oh my goodness oh my goodness oh my goodness <laughs> but yeah no but i see it was a miracle it was a miracle only jesus christ can change a person like i was just i was like i don't want to i don't want to make a mistake what do i do next and i was just so happy <laughs> Melissa came, thank god thank god for melissa because she seems to always know what to do yeah but, yeah man. Shout out to Melissa. Yes, she Shout came and she was Melissa, like, yeah. we need to get this girl baptized. We need to get her in the water right now. Um, but it was so crazy because just thinking about how I got baptized before, I remember Okwe really had to convince me to enter that water. And even when I was entering, it was just like, there was no desire. Right. But after I came home and I was telling Okwe how I was unworthy, it, I, at that point, I would have done anything Jesus wanted me to do. I would have mm-hmm. done anything. If he said run from here to Morocco, I would have gone. I was like, I will give you anything. I don't want anything left of myself. And yeah, just think I'm unworthy. And so I remember repentance was a very, very important step. And the word repentance just means you are going one way, you change your mind and you go the other way. It's almost like a turn from the world to Jesus Christ which is like which is why it was like if you had asked me to do anything i would have done it and i remember i had written a list of just everything i wanted to repent of and you know i had written lust i had written masturbation watching pornography pride um cussing being blasphemous um just being worldly um being lustful um anything 
if he had said Bronke, right? I'd even repent the murder because I hated people in my heart um, of greed, of stealing for every time I stole a pen, for any time I stole, I downloaded something on the internet illegally. Um, just things that you think are so innocent for being disrespectful to my parents. I had put every single thing on that list. But even if I could remember doing it, if he had said it, I was like, I would do it. I will give it up for you because I was like, if somebody... If this man has seen my heart true and true and he still loves me, I would do anything you say. And I I don't it was like the beginning of me understanding that I could really trust Jesus. Mm-hmm. I could really trust Jesus because I saw how sinful I was, but I really felt his love and I was like, What is this? Like, what is this? <laughs> and so it's like it's is trusting Jesus is the most amazing thing it really is because mm-hmm. he sees you through and through and everybody in the world is really desiring to be seen and known you know people really want to be known and it was like here is my creator God telling me that he knows me and my sinfulness but that he still loves me but I really had to acknowledge and see myself as I really was you know people say Jesus loves you and he does love you, but he does not love your sin. I promise you, he doesn't. He doesn't. And it was just like a, a under, an understanding of like, you love me. And so you will not compromise your holiness and tolerate me with this sin. I had to give it up if I was to really be in fellowship with you. And so it was really easy for me to let all that go. So yeah, Melissa and Opa came home and, you know, we had gone through repentance. The Lord had given me a beautiful prophecy that I was like, wow, that's crazy. And then um, um, they baptized me and, you know, I went through deliverance. And before this, I didn't really believe in like, I honestly, I didn't believe Christianity had any power. I didn't believe in the spiritual realm. I really didn't. Like I knew like, because we're from Nigeria, I knew witchcraft was real, but I didn't realize the power in the name of Jesus Christ. So um, I also was very unaware about demons and them living inside of you. And so when I went to deliverance, I was just like manifesting. And that is just like when, you know, things, spiritual things inside you manifest on the outside. And so that was a very, very um, um unique process for me but also really necessary because i had so i had a lot of doubts concerning these things so seeing it being manifest in my life was really really important and so i got baptized um i went to deliverance and then i received the holy spirit and then i I started this walk man i really did um but yeah that was that was the day i met jesus yep i don't think i to add anything that was so powerful Thank you. Amen. I really thought like I was crazy, you know, when um, I became born again, because obviously when you become born again, your desires change. And I was like, I started desiring things of the Lord. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I really wanted to read my Bible. I wanted to do everything that I persecuted me for. I wanted to do you know that was so crazy to me in that I thought this girl was mad. I thought she was insane. But like now I desire to do everything that she did. And it wasn't everything that she did. It was, I desire to do everything Jesus did, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but like seeing how like she was doing them too, it really gave me like confidence as well. But um, she also really assured me that like, you're not crazy. You know, salvation is a miracle for you to be dead and become alive. And people mm-hmm. don't talk about that enough how, enough, how salvation is an actual miracle. Like, um, for, for, the Lord, for the Lord to change your desires, to make you a new creation, a new creature, mm-hmm. 
like that is so so powerful and so now when we preach the gospel to people it's just bringing them of the awareness that like there is a life a fullness that you are missing of and you're dead but it's really hard for people to accept that they're dead because we're so prideful you know was so so prideful um but one thing that also really got me a lot you know i spoke about how i was very depressed and how i was alone was that when the holy spirit entered my life i felt like i felt like nothing was wrong i remember telling up like i feel like there's i feel like there's nothing wrong with me and i just feel like so alive i'm like i feel like i have a friend just with me all the time i just felt such peace such peace it was like just a missing piece of a puzzle had just been placed right in my heart and I, I felt so much love and peace and just intimacy and this is when I said to have communion with you know Jesus Christ fellowship with him you know people talk about how it's not about religion it's about relationship it really really is like you really are talking to a person um mm-hmm. You know, Jesus became as real as Okwe was to me, or even realer than she was to me. Like he became, his love became tangible, his presence became tangible. Um, I was reading the Bible and I was like, somebody, somebody is responding to me. Like this God, He is real. He's a person, and I am in deep communion and fellowship with Him. Um, but I'm like, I, I definitely feel like I was crazy. Um, yeah. Whoa. Amen. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. God is good. <laughs> that, yeah. Just wow. I don't really have words, so I'm just saying wow. Um, but that that's definitely the end of this episode. I think that that's that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can definitely park it there. But yeah, as we always do, like before we jump off of the episode, we like to share um, something that we're listening to or reading at this time that's helping us like grow in our knowledge of God or to even understand him more. Uh, so, Ronke, what, what are you listening to and what are you reading? Okay, I am currently listening to Rescue by Antoine Bradford, but I've been listening to the reimagined version and... Yes, I have listened to this song in every version that he has released it in. And if you really think a new one tomorrow, I will listen to it. <laughs> we go again. <laughs> we go again. It's so beautiful. And um, I think another thing why, like, even listening to Worship When I Became Born Again is because all of those songs now become love songs about Jesus. Like, the lyrics mm-hmm. now take on new meaning. It's like you're reading and you're thinking about the Lord. So... Yeah, I love that song. And for the book I've been, I'm actually rereading in a, a book that I feel like we have mentioned on this podcast before, but I've been rereading Humility by Andrew Murray. Mm-hmm. And this, yeah, it's been great. It's been great. I feel like we may do an entire episode on the book or just Humility as a whole. So mm-hmm. I will wait for all that information then. But yeah. I agree. I agree completely. I think I have to also reread that, but as you know, everything is lit. Okay. <laughs> What's wrong with you? But yes, okay, what have you been listening slash reading? Um, let me see. Okay. So reading, I'm currently circling back to Love Secrets. Um, oh, yay. I never, yeah, I never really finished it. And I think, um, I think Toby's going to be reading it with me. <laughs> so I'm very excited about that. Yeah, so I mean... I think Love Secrets Way Summarizes is just like intimacy with Jesus. 
it's really helping to restructure like what's like the law versus actually like worship we now have with Jesus in spirit. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm coming back to. I really recommend it. Love Secrets by John Mark Pantanana. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to, I'm listening to T.Y. Bello. I think so. I mean, yeah, T.Y. Bello is what I'm listening to right now. The album Heaven Has Come. That's where I'm at. Um, Amen. Yeah, I would just, yeah, just press play on it. <laughs> yeah, that's a great album. Love it. 10 over 10. Who, who told you about that album? Okay, Ronke told me about all the music I share on here. There's no need for us to try and figure things. Any music I share with you, Ronke told me. And I'm looking forward to sharing more music that she tells me about. I have no regrets. I'm not ashamed. Oh, well, maybe you should have small shame. I like, don't. You no, really, I, I don't. You really okay. need to have shame. You when have I came into Christ, all my guilt and shame was buried oh, in the okay. of baptism. So I just want to say, thank you, Lord. <laughs> the truth is, you actually can't take Christians anywhere. We get it. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> we get it. Everybody calms down. Everybody calm down. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, okay well this was great thank you Okwe, for listening to this story for the fifth five for for the millionth time that was a story anytime any day because i'd be sharing it myself man it was so beautiful um it is beautiful because i've seen it just going on and on the gospel lives on <laughs> amen amen and i do want you guys to know that I'm, I shared all of this because the Holy Spirit really put me on my heart to share it. If not, I would have kept this little intimate story with me. But a lot of times, our testimonies aren't ours, you know. They're supposed mm-hmm. to testify of Jesus Christ. You know, the the Bible says that we overcome by the word, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimonies. Testimonies have power because for a very long time, I was a Christian without a testimony. And that does not make any sense, you know. Um. And so now I really hope that, you know, me sharing this is just a, an indicator, a push for you guys to go and examine your own lives. I really think about it like, have I had an experience like this? And if you have to, you know, ask yourself if you are born again, chances are that you probably aren't. Um, but don't worry. If you have come here, we have a an array of resources, first resources, Holy Spirit, second resources, Okwe and I. Um, if you guys have any questions, if you want to know more, you know, you can message us on Instagram or you can send us an email. And all of this information is in the show notes. Um, I, yeah. I'm blanking. Do you have anything else to say, Okwe? <laughs> no, that's it. Just reach out to us. There's nothing more important. If you heard something, I like, oh, that's wrong care before sounds like me right now. Like it's mm-hmm. just like a decision anyway. Jesus Christ will change any heart that decides to come to him. All right. Amen. Amen. Well, all right, y'all. That's all, folks. Bye. Bye. Bye guys.